How oh, keep forgetting you're not in love anymore. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I wish you all could have seen him. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and his body. <laughs> so to, just trying oh. to get in that tone. You did. That oh was a goodness. masterpiece. Except for the end, I didn't know any of the other parts. Well, that was fairly obvious, but not. <laughs> but wasn't a problem. Obvious. <laughs> Hi, this is Brandon Pitson, and I'm a big-ass runner from Durham, North Carolina. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now here's your host, Jeff Harrell. Well, Brandon, excellent job on that introduction. So very professional, and I think you had professional tools, too, because that was a clear, crisp recording. Great job, Brandon. Thanks so much for doing that. Well, welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast. My name is Jeff Harrell. This is episode number 91, Booking Towards 100. Very, very excited. I think we've got a great show planned for you today. Segment one, we did this a few weeks ago, but segment one, we are bringing back Ask Me Anything. I asked the Big Ass Runner Herd for questions. They did not disappoint. I think we've got 10 questions to go through. So we'll talk a little bit about that, a little Ask Me Anything, a little AMA, and then the second segment. Another thing people have been clamoring for is the vocal golden tones of One Timmy Time. You're not going to want to miss this edition of Timmy Time. It is unlike any other, as are all of the Timmy Time segments. But before we get to the show... I mentioned a few weeks ago, you know, we love Path Projects gear, apparel. They are the best. I wear it for pretty much every training run, every race, head to almost toe because they don't do shoes and socks. If they did, I'd wear those. But I mentioned last week the Wheeler shorts, and I just want to mention them again because summer's coming. And these shorts have little belts with them. They're they're the perfect summer shorts. And I mention them because they've just come out with some new colors. And from what I hear from folks over at Path, who we love. By the way, we only do really partnerships with people we love, products that we love, companies that we love in the running industry. They fit the bill. They have pretty much since day one partnered with us. But I hear that the Wheeler shorts are flying off the virtual shelf. So get out there and get some. I've got the black and I've just ordered another color. I'm not going to name which that is. But go out there. It's made of the same amazing material as their running shorts. You can hike in these. You can wear these after a run. You could probably run in these too. The awesome pockets. It's the Wheeler shorts. Pathprojects.com. Go check it out. You will not be disappointed. You get the... Excellent recommendation from the Clydesdale here. El Jefe, it is the best shorts. Get the Wheeler shorts for Path Projects. Well, with that, let's get going on episode number 91 of the Big Ass Runner. Well, whenever I ask the Big Ass Runner Herd for help, for question, really for anything, 
the big ass runner hurt always comes through like clockwork and for that we thank you like you know i don't know i i would come up with some great analogy but i don't have one right now but they always come through and we've got 10 ask me anything questions that we're going to run through hopefully you'll learn a few things about me about trail running and hopefully if you're out there hitting the trails right now you'll be a little bit entertained as we go through this list so here we go this is from this first question there's 10 of them it's from nhl bunk he says jeff what is your favorite post run beer well it's different than what it used to be i've never really had a favorite like this is my go-to i tend to like the craft beer the local beer whatever wherever i am if there's a local brewery or local beer they're known for i tend to gravitate towards that and lately though i have been trying to to go more non-alcoholic just just for recovery purposes and health purposes and so lately i have really been enjoying the athletic brewing company they've got a wide range of non-alcoholic beers you can go to athletic brewing I don't know if it's Athletic Brewing Company or athleticbrewing.com and order it. If it's not in your area, you can actually order it. It's really, really good. I know Coach Greg also drinks that as well. He may be an ambassador. I'm not even sure. But that that would be my post-run beer of choice now. If there wasn't a local flavor, a local brewery to support, I would enjoy an Athletic Brewing Company beer. So there you go. NHL Bunk, thank you so much for that question. Well, Juan has a question, and this is a good one. Would you run a 100-miler? You know, I just finished my very first 100K, and I've been trying to trying to decide that very question, Juan. I don't know. I haven't come to a conclusion yet. Originally, when I, when I finished and I was flying back from Arizona, I thought, yep, let's do it. But now that I've kind of settled in and I'm trying to – gain a little bit more strength, working out, trying to fix my stride. You guys heard last week I'm working with Run Lab Austin to try to fix some of my fundamentals. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do a 100-miler or not. It's not currently on the calendar or in the plans. I am definitely going to continue to do 50Ks for sure and some shorter distances as well. But I think right now, Juan, I would say I would say it's not on the calendar or in the near future, but you never know. You never know. Juan, are you gonna run a hundred miler? I wanna know, are you gonna do it? I think I think you're mainly a roadrunner. Will you do a hundred mile trail race? That would be awesome. Well, thank you for that question, Juan. Dusty asks, did you race a trail distance prior to doing an ultra? And the answer is yes. We ran a few trail races out at the Frisco Community Trail. They had some, I think it was a 15K before they reconfigured. The PGA bought some of the land and they had to shorten the trails that we love out there. We're just glad to have some. We still got about six miles of of trails out there. So now they do a 10K trail run out there, but they used to do a 15K. Did that a couple of times before we tackled the Bandera 50k so yes did a few prior to an ultra and then did that 50k so thank you dusty for that question not dr oz asks do you rock a hat backwards or forwards and the answer is yes (laughs) 
I do like hats. I wear them a lot and I tend to run in hats backwards. So I put the hat on backwards when I run because I run so fast that the wind will catch the bill and it'll fly right off my head. We know that's not actually the case. I just like it backwards. I don't know why. I just like maybe the look and I don't know. Just always run with the hat on backwards. But when I wear a hat just out around, tend to wear it frontwards. So yes, the answer to that question, doc, not Dr. Oz, is yes. Well, Andres asked a question. Actually, he says, this is not a question, Jeff, but gigum. Well, if you know, you know, gigum, Andres. Donna asks, this is a tough one, what animal could you outrun? And that's a tough question because there are probably not too many animals I could outrun. I did a little Google search and I asked the data scientists to get involved and they gave me the list of the seven slowest animals and they actually calculated how quickly they could do a kilometer and so I could compare and I believe this is a list of seven animals that I could outrun. Number one, the seahorse. So apparently the seahorse can travel about 0.015 kilometers per hour. I think I could beat the seahorse. I didn't realize the seahorse was so slow. They're in water, right? Can't they go faster than that? Apparently not. So the seahorse, I feel like I'm faster than. The three-toed sloth clocks in at 0.27 kilometers per hour. Pretty sure I can beat the three-toed sloth. The giant tortoise, 0.3 kilometers per hour. The third slowest animal, according to our data scientists, I'm crushing the giant tortoise. There's no doubt about it. The banana slug. I would think the banana slug would be slower than the ones we've already named, but apparently not. Apparently the banana slug is rocking at a 0.48 kilometer per hour pace. Slow down, banana slug. I think I can beat the banana slug. Number five here on the list, the slow loris. Well, I mean, if you name it the slow loris, what do you expect? 1.9 kilometers per hour. I'm crushing the slow loris. And then coming in at number six, the gila monster. I don't know what that is. Anybody know what a gila monster is? That's gila monster. Thank you. I feel like I've seen a few of those out on the trail from time to time. Clocking in at 2.4 kilometers per hour. I am crushing the Gila Monster. And then the last one that I think I can beat is the Koala Bear. The Koala Bear is clocking in at 10 kilometers per hour. That's going to be a pretty close race. If you know any Koala Bears and you think they might want to race the Clydesdale here in our next race. Send them on over. I think that would be a fun a fun episode. We'd do some live podcasting perhaps to see if I could beat the koala bear at 10 kilometers per hour. Well, Donna, thanks for that question. Those are the seven animals I believe I could outrun. All right, thank you for that, Donna. Well, Billy asks, what is the most common thing people tell you when you tell them that you run. I think all of us listening out here that are runners 
when people ask, oh, you know, what do you do? I, I run. There's always a few answers that you get. The first few times you get them, they might be a little bit clever and funny, but the hundredth time, not so much. And probably number one on that list is you run. Well, I only run when someone's chasing me. That Again, that was funny maybe the first 10 times you heard it. But yeah, if if you're listening out there and you're not a runner, don't, don't say that to a runner. They've heard it before a hundred times. So Billy, that's the most common thing. The other thing it too is you'll hear is, do you run the whole time? That's usually in response to any kind of 50K, 100K, or even 25K for that matter. Well, thank you for that question, Billy. Enjoyed that. Oh, Mandy asks, what's your favorite piece of gear or your current favorite piece of gear? Good question. I mentioned the Wheeler shorts at the beginning. I think that is my current favorite. It's, it's more apparel than gear, I suppose. But I pulled those back out because summer's coming and they're just so versatile. I find myself because I work from home and you can get away with shorts because no one can see what you're wearing, at least from the waist down. So I've been wearing my Wheeler shorts all the time. So I think that would be Mandy, my favorite current piece of gear. I do love the naked belt too. You guys know the naked belt is just money. And I believe Steven has adopted the naked belt as well. Last time we ran, I believe it was a grasslands. He had worn it for the first time and loved it. So that's another one. We unfortunately do not have any kind of partnership with naked belt. If you're listening, reach on out. Well, thank you for that question, Mandy. And rhyming with Mandy is Randy. Randy asks, what is your favorite race distance? This is a good one. This is a good one because there's so many to choose from. First of all, you know, I could say, well, the hundred K was awesome because it's just such, you know, just such a a big thing and you got to really train for it. People cheering you on, people encouraging you. The wow factor when you tell someone you've run 100K, you guys that run 100 milers, you guys know that, that even even bigger accomplishment, can't even imagine like the 250s and the 257 Coach Greg did out at Cocodona. But so that's a, that's a good one, but it's probably not my favorite just because of the amount of training and wear and tear on the body. I enjoy the 50Ks a lot because they are really, they're difficult. And it's a, you know, it's a big deal and you definitely, your body feels it the few days after. But I think my favorite would be the 25K. And I think it's because it's still a a considerable distance on the trail, 16 miles. Ain't no joke, at least for someone, you know, 50, 54 years old like myself. But it's challenging enough and you've got to train enough and you still, you got to have the strategy and the nutrition and all that dialed into to really do well. So I think I think I would say the 25k is probably my favorite. And on the plan right now, I've got a marathon in December. That's my next A race and I do want to do more 50k's as well, but I also want to sprinkle in a number of 25k's. So Randy, to answer your question, I think 25K is my favorite. I'd love to hear for the big S runners out there. What is your favorite trail running distance? 25K is what I'm going to go with. And then last but not least, 
Jordan asks, what area of your performance are you focused on next? It's a good question. I think all of us as trail runners, we're always looking at how can we improve? How can we get better? Now that I've kind of gotten over the training and the hump of the 100K, I've kind of settled in and said, okay, what do I really want to focus on next? I've got a little bit of time until my road marathon. I want to really do well there. So as I talked about last episode, I'm definitely focused on my fundamentals and my running gait. So that's one I'm, I'm certainly focused on. And then I've also mentioned too, I'm working with Eve Pearson in NutriWorks to dial in my nutrition. And originally when we met, Eve and I, we talked about just more of a slow, gradual weight loss because there's a few pounds I still want to lose. I think I'll probably get a little more aggressive and work on that, really kind of getting, shedding some of the weight so that I can be faster for this marathon. So Jordan, to answer your question, I would say running mechanics and getting a little bit lighter, dialing in my nutrition. And then I'm also hitting the gym a little bit more on terms of strength training. So I think those three things are what I'm currently focused on. I'm kind of like stripping it down and just saying, let's, you know, let's, let's strip it down, build it back up. So get the right mechanics, get a little bit lighter, get a little bit stronger. I'm not as worried right now on uh, how many miles I'm getting in throughout the week. So what about you, big ass runners out there? What are you working on? What areas of your performance are you focused on? I would love to hear about it. Well, that is the, I guess, second edition of Ask Me Anything. Thanks so much for those that sent in questions. Really appreciate you. things we love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there just making it happen and today we're not gonna give a shout out to any one person but boston marathon was this week now by the time you're here this it will be a week and a half away but i just want to give a shout out to all the people who went out qualified for boston ran boston this past week i know a lot of people listening to this show were out there participating it's just, you know, I'm training for a road marathon and I just admire the people who can qualify. I look at the times like, my goodness, you got to be super fast, super fit. And so congratulations to all those who ran and completed the Boston Marathon this past week. Way to go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Timmy time. What's up, y'all? Timmy time is back, and you know who else is here? Hey, guys. Don't let her steal my music. Don't let her. Man. Too late. Every time. Every time. Too late. Yeah, I don't know how that happens to me, Tom. <laughs> I do. I see you push a button. Oh. Yeah, like I said, I, I have no idea. <laughs> you made me have happens. a conniption fit. <laughs> That's right. So true. Oh. Well, welcome back to the Big Ass Runner, Marcy and Tim. Thanks, man. Hey, it's been a while. how are you, Jeff? I, I'm doing well. It's been a few weeks. Mm-hmm. 
And you know the big ass runner herd misses you guys. They oh, they we demand you guys. They demand the bazers. And <laughs> specifically they're like when are we going to hear the golden voice? Oh. Of Timmy time again. I'm back. <laughs> Smooth crooning. It just it just proves to me how crazy <laughs> trail runners are. Right. Yep. Well, different, unique. I like mm-hmm. the word unique. Yeah, unique. Versus crazy. Well, I'm crazy, so that's, true. that's why I use crazy. it. Crazy. Crazy for running <laughs> on some trails. <laughs> well, here's what we're doing today. You know, we've if you've listened to the show before, you know how important music is, not necessarily on the trails, but usually pre and post. You know, driving home, mm-hmm. trying to stay awake. Mm-hmm. You jam out. You got to. Got to. So Timmy Time started out singing his little heart out. Stephen would guess <laughs> the songs. I think we discouraged him so much that he he's not on the show anymore. R.I.P. Stephen. R.I.P. He's at home. He's been studying. I talked with him recently. Yeah, he did <laughs> he's a study abroad. He's catching up on 40 years of music. <laughs> it's going to be a while. He's taking a big break. <laughs> so what we're doing today is a little twist. So it's, it's springtime and it's getting warmer. And I think people are looking forward to summer. Heck yeah, mm-hmm. I am. I know the Bazers love them yep, some yep. summer. Yeah, we do. And you guys get out on the lake, out on your boat. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I know one of Marcy's favorite musical genres yes. is Yacht Rock. Ah, uh, I love it. Yacht Rock. How, Timmy Tom, how do you describe Yacht Rock? What is it? Sexy music. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Okay, then. Uh, should I, ask? Um, I would have said 70s, 70s. easy listening. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of soft rock. It's, it's kind like of 70s. You heard it in your mom's car growing up. Yeah, smooth. Yeah. You know, just apparently all, Tim apparently was doing sexy. something else. I, I just think of Timmy time. Uh, okay. <laughs> I thought gentlemen. of my mom. Yes. Oh, my. So... I asked Marcy what her top seven, it, it was hard to narrow it down. It I, was. I think these are seven of your favorites. Maybe yes, not necessarily yes. top seven. They're, they're just, in the top 10-ish. Oh, there's there's so many. There's so, so many, Jeff. So, so, so many. Are they all on Yacht Rock? Yeah. Okay, so I'll know them. Yeah, you well, you're going to sing them. Okay. <laughs> I hope you know we'll them. We'll, we'll see. see how it goes. We'll see. This is really for the big ass runner herd. They're going to try to guess, since we all three know what these are. Mm-hmm. And oh. Timmy Time will sing his little heart out, um, but before he does, you try to guess um, in your in your head as you're running along, listening to us, or you're commuting, or whatever you're doing. See if you can guess. Now, this first song appeared in August of 1975. Mm. Boom! I wasn't even born yet. What? It was the second cut on the RCA Records album Daryl Hall and John Oates. Have you heard of them? I did. We saw them in concert. And they were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they were all age well. <laughs> no, the song was performed by Hall Notes during their September through November '75 tour in support of the album. With a reviewer noting that listeners who liked "She's Gone" mm-hmm. is that one of their other songs? Yes. Would also like the softer ballad "Fill in the Blank." In the late 1975, this song was prepared as a 45 RPM 7-inch single release. What does that even mean? I don't understand what those numbers are. Is that fast? I I don't know. Uh, The third single from the album, and it entered the Billboard Hot 100 at number 91, co-written by both halves of the duo. This song turned out to be their breakthrough single, reaching number four 
on the Hot 100 at the end of 75. No, at the end of 76, it was written about Hall's then-girlfriend, stewardess. They don't call them stewardesses anymore. It's a flight attendant. Come on, people. For some reason, that's very Don't say the name. Ridiculous. very offensive. (laughs) It was, yeah. It was, her name was something. And the couple were together for almost 30 years before breaking up in 2001. Wow. Because breaking cow. up is hard to do. Whoa, a little extra there bonus. Yeah. There he goes. Timmy time. Take <clears throat> song number one of our Yacht Rock top seven away. All right. Song number one. If you feel like leaving, you know you can go. But why don't you stay until tomorrow? If you want to be free. <laughs> You know, all you got to do is say so. <laughs> and when you feel cold, I'll warm you. And when you feel you can't go on, I'll come and hold you. It's you and me forever. Smile. Won't you smile a while for me, Sarah? Smile. <laughs> I must say I like your interpretation I, well, Won't you smile a wee oh, We're still going <laughs> Sarah I didn't even recognize the song And I gave it to him Until he hit the chorus I thought What the heck is he singing? I didn't What song is this? Oh, oh That's how it goes oh. It starts off slow and crooked It did, it did. Off beat it, it made veins pop yes. in your forehead oh, It was yeah. incredible yes. Hey, I give my all It you made, did. It made me did. sweat I was so <laughs> Uncomfortable I was so caught, no, caught up in the moment So caught did up I, in the moment Did I sound like him? Uh, a little bit, yeah Yeah, yeah. I think so like, The what, older the version The older version The one we saw at Dickie's When you say him Oh, yeah, I see what you're doing <laughs> You were singing it not like the song exactly. was recorded, just like they did. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Payback. Payback. On Oates. Well, of course, that was The Greatness of Sarah's Smile by Holland Oates. Good you're job, Timmy best, Time. Timmy. Yeah. Yay! Well, so if you're playing along, did you guess what that song was? If you did, give yourself a point. Yeah. If you didn't, good I think luck you on should get one. three points for that if you got that. Yeah. <laughs> if you got that before he started actually saying Sarah smiles, you get twenty two yes. points. Twenty two points. Twenty two points. Twenty two points. Yeah. points. I gave you the song and I didn't know what he's singing. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, we, here's song number two. We'll see how this one goes. Oh, it's gonna be good. This song was written by Bill Withers. Do you know who that who that is? Uh, no. Getting blank stares. Bill Withers, <laughs> William Salter, not William Statner. No, wait, what's his name? Shatner. Shatner. William, Shatner. <laughs> William Salter and Ralph McDonald and was recorded by Grover Washington Jr. Oh. with Withers on vocals. It was released in February of 1981 through Electra Records. It was originally appearing on Washington's album Wine Light in 1980. Reached number two on the U.S. Billboard Top 100. Staying there for three weeks behind Morning Train, 9 to 5. Do you know that song? Working 9 to (laughs) 5. No. No, My baby takes the morning train. train. He works from 9 to 5. And then 
Do you know who sings that one? Dolly Parton. No, that would be Sheena Easton. <laughs> and Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes. Oh, Ooh, that one should have made this list. That's, That's on my playlist. Oh, really? Yeah. Which I earlier in this podcast a long time ago said that was by Bonnie Tyler. And I was corrected because I was wrong. It's Kim Carnes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yes. This is a top hit. And I believe won a Grammy Award for Best R&B Song. With that set up, we'll see who can get this. Do it. Good luck. Timmy time. Take it away. I see the crystal raindrops fall and the beauty of it all is when the sun comes shining through. To make those rainbows in my mind when I think of you sometime and I want to spend my time with you. Just the two of us We can make it if we try Just the two of us Building castles in the sky Just the two of us You and I Yeah! Timmy time! I wanted to sing it like Bill Weathers did Well, since he didn't sing it uh, (laughs) I wonder how that would go that is fantastic. He didn't write that it, however. That was good. That was good, honey. Yeah. That, so good. That was a good no, one. I think you. everyone probably, if they didn't know it right away, they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He nailed that. Oh, one. yeah. Very good. Well, that's song number two. Song number three. This song is a song by American singer-songwriter Michael McDonald. He also Ooh. had a, a line of uh, fast food chains. From his debut <laughs> album. Big Mick? Yes, if that's what it takes. It was written by McDonald and Ed Sanford. Its similarity to the earlier song, I won't name that one because it's too similar, resulted in the writers of the other song being given a songwriting credit for this one. Oh, wow. Wow, so many tidbits of information. It's hard to keep straight. You're like an Encyclopedia Britannica. (laughs) I went up in my attic and I looked it up. This song did very well. It, it got peaked at number four on the U.S. Billboard Pop Singles Chart, number seven on R&B, and number eight on the Adult Contemporary Chart. Now, listen to this. This is a cool. This is a cool little note. Greg Fillengaines, Steve Lukather, and Jeff Porker, Porkero. You're doing fantastic. Do you know who those people are? That's Toto. They played. Hey, they're on, on Yacht this. Rock. They are. They played on this song. So okay. with that little bits of information, hopefully you are getting what this song is. Timmy time, take it away. All right. So I'm um, just a warning. You guys are going to get the first half of it. And then I have no idea how the second half goes. Oh, and well, maybe we'll diff- take it away. And that's different from. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> Usually you don't know hey the first now. Just kidding, Timmy time. I keep forgetting we're not in love anymore. <laughs> I keep forgetting things will never be the same again. I keep forgetting. How you never made it so clear. I keep forgetting every time you're near. Every time I see you smile, hear your hello saying you can't stay a while. And I know that it's hard for you to say the things that we are both know are true. But tell me now, how keep forgetting you're not in love anymore. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I wish you all could have seen him. Wait, wait, wait. 
And his body. <laughs> so to, just, oh, I had to get in that tone. You did. That oh my was a goodness. masterpiece. Except for the end, I didn't know any of the other parts. Well, that was fairly obvious, but not. <laughs> but <laughs> wasn't a problem. Obvious. <laughs> but it's still not you know a problem. What? You still ripped it, babe. I did you rip it. Ripped I ripped it. Still ripped it. I don't know <laughs> exactly what that means, but <laughs> if you're scoring at home, that was song number three. How'd you do? How you doing? How do you think they're doing? How do you think the big ass runner herds doing? I right think now? they got two of three. At so least far. two. I mean, they well, got the first one. Eventually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> if they didn't hear the first part of that song, they wouldn't have got the second part. That's a good point. That's a good point. Except for my like lyrical genius mastermind, I sounded exactly like you guy. did. You did. I thought yeah. Michael McDonald was in the studio <laughs> yeah. with us. Did you not? Yeah. It was extraordinary. Hefe does a good Michael McDonald. Uh, Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I keep forgetting we're not in love anymore. You do, right. it. You do it. I keep forgetting <laughs> things will never be the, the same again. again. Very good. So you guys don't even need me here. No, it's true. No, we do. We do. Okay, this next song, this is song number four. We're the midway point. Yeah. It's just fantastic. My wow. armpits are sweating. It's hot in here wow, all of a sudden. You're working hard. You're yeah. straining. I feel like he's straining over there. I t- it takes it a lot of effort I can to get this that. like masterpieces it's down. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, this next song is brand new, but it was actually recorded in 1972 by an American pop rock band called Looking Glass. It was from their debut album, and it was written by them and their lead guitarist and co-vocalist, Elliot Laurie. Lurie. Elliot Lurie. Do you know Elliot Lurie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I go way back him. I've golfed with him. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah, he's cool. The single reached number one on both the Billboard Hot 100 and the, what is this one? Cash Box Top 100. I need one of those. I need a cash, cash box. box. Yeah. I have one sitting on my front door. It's like tips for people walking by. Really? That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's a good idea. Hadn't worked yet. Oh, my goodness. Well, it reached number two on the former chart of four weeks behind Alone Again. I don't know that song. Before reaching number one, only to be dethroned by Alone Again, again, seems very meta. <laughs> the lyrics tell of someone who is busy at a harbor town serving a hundred ships a day. The lonely sailors flirt with her. She pines for the one who has long since left her because he clamored for his life, his love, and his lady, which was the sea. With that, Timmy time. Oh, and also a little, little, uh, little hint or a little tidbit. It was in the movie Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. Volume 2. Mm. Another little fun fact. Yeah. yeah. Jeff Harrell, the king of music, yes. did not know this song. It's because it's, it's brand, like I said, it's brand shocking. new. Shocking. 2019 new to or 18, he did not know this it, song. It's because it's brand new, but it was recorded in 1972. All right. You ready? <laughs> With that, Timmy time. There's a port. On a western bay, and it serves a hundred ships a day. Lonely sailors pass the time away and talk about their homes. And there's a girl in this harbor town, and she works laying whiskey down. They say, Brandy, fetch another round. She serves them whiskey and wine. The sailors say, Brandy. You're a fine girl. What a good wife you would be. Yeah, your eyes could steal the sailor from the sea. Timmy time. That's one of my favorite songs. With Marcy's backup. You nailed it, babe. That was phenomenal. 
Brandy from Looking Glass. Probably gave it away since it only had one hit. Yeah, and you gave away like the whole song about That's okay. a sailor. <laughs> well, true. I'm trying to help. It was the big good. Ass. It was. Good. I am for the big ass runner herd. True. I'm trying to help. I'm them trying out. to stump them with my singing. Yeah, you are. That's true. <laughs> All right, that's four. How many have you gotten? Let's see. Okay, this next one is a song written and originally performed by the American duo. Have you heard of this group? Daryl Hall and John Oates? (laughs) It's a soul ballad from their 1973 album. Check this out. Rolling Stone said this song is number 336 of the all-time 500 greatest songs of all time. Top 10 on my list. This feels redundant. Okay, top 10 on your list, really? Yeah, I love it. <clears throat> it's a fave. It's a favorite. This song was released as a single in 1973. Peaked at number 60. What else can I tell you about it? it oh, but it, it was re-released under a different label and hit number seven. Because it was so good. Because it was so good. So good. So good. Now, here's a little so tidbit here. Daryl Hall, who's terrible in concert, by mm-hmm. the way. I don't know if you, yeah. anyone knew that or not, but you do now. According to some reports, called it his best song that he and John wrote together. Both performers were undergoing romantic problems at the time, and the song was written. In 1985 article, Rolling Stone said the song was about Hall's divorce from his wife, Brenna Lublin. Where was Sarah? Yeah. Who, <laughs> was yeah. he with Sarah for 30 she years? She was smiling. She was not <laughs> she, smiling. She was. She was uh, I feel like he may have had two wives at one time. Was, we need to check in. that. She was frowning. Well, here you go, Timmy Time, song number five. All right. Here we go, everybody. Good luck. Everybody's high on consolation. Everybody's trying to tell me what is right for me. Yeah. (laughs) My daddy tried to bore me with the sermon. But it's plain to see they can't comfort me. Sorry, Charlie, for the imposition. I think I got, got I got the strength to... Carry on. Yeah. I need a drink and a quick decision. <laughs> now it's up to me. Ooh, what will be? She's gone. She's gone. gone. Oh, why? Oh, why? Oh, why? Oh, why? I better learn how to face it. She's gone. She's gone. Oh, why? Oh, why? Oh, why? Oh, why? I pay the devil to replace it. She's gone. She's gone. Oh, why? <laughs> what went wrong? Oh, Timmy time. Yay, nailed it again. Wow. Oh, I think I love it how you guys think I nail it. <laughs> I don't think. Well, I, I know. Mean, when you hit it, you hit it. When you yes. miss it, it's a pretty far miss. But you have been on it, honey. Yeah. On it. Absolutely. Good job, I Timmy time. 100% got that song. Yeah, oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. If you didn't get that, you just never heard you the song. You stop running. Just <laughs> stop. You didn't lay down. What is it when you're laying down in the fetal position? What's that called? Uh, laying down in the fetal Oh, uh, road rage? No. Uh, no. Road rash? No. Uh, no. What would you call it? Well, that road, was my uh, definition. Road uh, kill. Road kill. You were laying down and having a little break. What was that? Oh, yeah. Dirt nap. Dirt nap. <laughs> dirt nap. <laughs> there it is. You know what the new thing they call it is? Dirt nap. Good God, Larry. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Dirt nap time. Okay. <laughs> Number six, Timmy Time. You ready to finish this sucker? We got two more to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This next song is a Commodore song written by 
Have you heard of this guy named Lionel? Li- Liona Richai. Well, I've heard of I've heard of his daughter, oh, Nicole. Yeah. Nicole. Nicole. It's from their 1979 album Midnight Magic, released as the first of three singles from this album, produced by James Anthony Carmichael. It reached the top ten in both the U.S. and the U.K. And Richie later recorded the song with Tim McGraw in. 2012 in mm-hmm. his Tus- Tuskegee album. There you go. Cashbox described it as a sparkling ballad. Ooh, sparkling. sparkling. Whoa. Goes with my sparkling, sparkling water. Well, and yes. Jeff's eyes. Whoa. Hey, hey now. I'm, I'm sitting here. Hey, now. All right. Timmy time with that. Take it away. All right. Here we go. Sail on down the line about a half mile or so. Wait, I need to start over. Oh. That sounded pretty You're good. You're doing good. Sail on down, down the line, about a half a mile or so, and I don't really want to know where you're going. Maybe once or twice, you see, time after time I tried to, to hold on to what we got, but now you're going. And I don't mind about the things you're going to say, Lord. I gave all my money and my time. I know it's a shame, girl, but I'm giving back your name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take time with his own unique spin. Dude, I totally lost it. Uh, that's all right. You're still rolling hey, with it. I will say it is a lot harder. Oh, it's terrible. When you have just tough. lyrics and no music. Not that I could read the music anyway, but I'm just saying. Yeah. With no backup mm-hmm. tune going like karaoke, it's hard. It okay, is. I'm going to give 10% chance of that one. Yeah. No, you, they got that one. No, they got that you one. got it. You got it. Well done, Timmy Town. We're going to finish strong. This last song. Are you going to tell them what it was in case they Oh, yes. Know? That song was called Sail On. <laughs> Sail, Sail On. Timmy Tom's own redemption. Honey. Okay, here we go. This yeah. last song is a song recorded by the British group Hot Chocolate. Ooh. Did you know that? Hot Chocolate. Hot oh, yeah, chocolate. it's on my playlist. It was this written. is why Tim thinks Yacht Rock sexy right here. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Every song's sexy. Oh, easy now. Okay, so the, it was written by Hot Chocolate's lead singer, Errol Brown. And bass guitarist Tony Wilson, produced by Mickey Most. I'm sure y'all were really wanting to know who produced this song. <laughs> Mickey Mouse? <laughs> Mickey Most. Mickey Ariola Most. wrote it. And he Mickey was the Most. Mickey with the Mostest. The song was released in 75 and reached number two in the UK and also reached number three in the US Billboard's Hot 100. It was originally a 1975 B-side song. You know what that means? They didn't think it was going to be a hit. They, they put it on the B-side. Mm-hmm. Not yet convinced that the song could be a hit, the producer put it on the flip side of the hot chocolate single, Blue Night. Blue Night. <laughs> you got me standing alone. The song was later remixed and re-released as an A-side and became a hit. It was on track to become number one, but was beaten to number one by a little song called Sail On. Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, oh. I'm not a fan. Oh, was that by King? I'm not a fan. That of is that by song. the King. The King. The King of Elvis? Rock and Roll, Elvis. Yep. 
It's a good one. So there you go, Timmy Time. It's also appeared in the movie The Full Monty. Oh, yeah. And also a Burger King commercial. Why wow. wouldn't it? Goodness yeah. gracious. It gets around. Yeah. Timmy, does it ever. Timmy Time. All right, here we go. I believe in miracles. Where you from? You sex a thing. You sex a thing. You. I believe in miracles. Since you came along, you sex a thing. You sex a thing. Where did you come from, baby? How did you know I needed you? <laughs> How did you know I needed you so badly? How did you know? I gave my heart gladly because I believe in miracles. <laughs> Timmy Time, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Finishing strong. Woo! Finishing oh, song. That, that of course, the song uh, called You Sexy Thing. Yes, by Sexual Chocolate. By Sexual <laughs> Hot Chocolate. Hot Chocolate. Timmy Time, well done. Seven songs. Yacht Rock favorites. I think I got one of them right. You were guessing yourself and you didn't yeah. know what they were? Mm-hmm. Well, good job. Yeah, well, let us know how you did out there when you're listening to this. How many of the seven did you get? I bet they got, you know what, Timmy Time? I bet people got mm-hmm. at least five. Oh, yeah. At least five. At least five. I'd oh, like yeah. to find out. Oh, yeah. We'll find out. Then let me know. Mm-hmm. Let me know. Hit us up on our Instagram or jeff at bigassrunner.com. Oh, yeah. hey. Well, with that, thanks for joining us, Marcy. You're welcome. And Timmy Time. That's Timmy Time. Woo woo. I gotta go uh, strain my vocal cords again. Go gargle some salt water. (laughs) Possibly wipe. There's a lot of straining. Oh, yes. (laughs) Gotta go wipe? Maybe. Oh, my. I mean, did you see the. Wipe my forehead. Well, believe it or not, that is the end of episode number 91 of The Big Ass Runner. Thanks so much for listening, and thank you for all those involved with this episode. Brandon, for that awesome introduction to all the people who ran the Boston Marathon this past week. And, of course, to the Bazers for Timmy Time. I guess we should probably thank his vocal coach, let's be honest, and his agent for getting him on the show. And for Marcy being part of it as well and a big shout out as always to the person that makes us sound so good our audio engineer steve cinnamon bear saunders oh yeah well if you are a runner you know that summer's coming up and you're going to be putting more miles more sweaty miles got to take care of your feet man got to take care of your situation your places Salty Britches is the best chafing ointment cream out there. Go to GetSaltyBritches.com and enter Big Ass Runner for 20% off. Man, get some. Get some for the summer. You're going to need it. It's the best. Well, again, thanks to everybody who listened to this show. We really, really appreciate it. Get out there. Hit those trails and keep running your asses off. Well, thank you for that question, Juan. Dusty asks, do you, Dusty asks, apparently the seahorse can complete a kilometer.
in 0.015. They can wait nuts per hour. Excuse me. They can go start over. You got some to work with there, uh, Steve. They're going to guess. So I'll set of them set. So I'll set each of them up. Necessarily yes. top seven. They're, they're just... in the top 10 ish. I do Sean Connery being asked whether he would like the vacation in Spain. Would you like me to ask you? Yeah. Uh, Sean, let me ask you this, Sean Connery. Mr. Connery, <laughs> would you like to vacation in Spain? Yeah. <laughs> I know I could crush the banana sloth, let's be honest.